This podcast contains explicit content. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hardly focus. I've been playing for the first time ever, Yoshi's Island. Despite baby Mario just being goddamn annoying and not cute in the least, that is a fantastic game. You are listening to Hardly Focused. It still really does trigger PTSD. Yeah, and you and I don't have kids either, so like we don't have to listen to the real... I was going to say, I, I hear the real thing, and I'm able to tune that out now. So you know what you do, Mike? It's simple. When you got your kid who's, who's crying and screaming, just throw eggs at it. <laughs> eggs that you've processed from random shy guys. Yeah. What, what do you think I've been doing? <laughs> Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. And thank you for checking us out, Mike Tarara, Katie Grapo, Jack Gale, and I'm wearing a Hardly Focus shirt today. You can get these at hardlyfocused.com/store. We've got shirts that look like the one that I'm wearing. Uh, I I think this is the premium tee. Uh, we've got face masks. We've got stickers. Hot pants. Uh, not yet, but we do have the family-friendly Hardly Focus shirt. Uh, so check that out hardlyfocus.com slash store uh, I mentioned Cloverfield because we were talking about Super 8 in the last segment and uh, you know those monoliths that keep showing up everywhere yes the wait no yeah there's there's uh, <laughs> the metal ones yeah the yeah. metal ones um, there's one there was one in California there's one in Utah one appeared somewhere in the, the Middle East and uh, a friend of mine on Facebook proclaimed that it, it better be like a teaser for the next Cloverfield movie. Otherwise, the, the news oh no. just wouldn't be worth they're, it. They're just filing cabinets filled with all of Trump's mail-in votes. That's all. <laughs> that's where they went. Yeah, that's... Uh, we're overdue for a new Cloverfield movie. We're overdue for a movie. Are we? We're overdue for a movie... That started off as something completely different that J.J. Abrams purchased the rights to and then turned into a Cloverfield movie. What was the Netflix one called? Paradox. And that was the one that was... Uh, Not great. Yeah, it started but off... But was it 10 Cloverfield Lane? 10 yes, is fantastic. 10 I'm bad at numbers. That one made me very uncomfortable. Uh, that's got That's got my girl in it. It was a great movie. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh... And uh, yeah, Paradox was supposed to be a movie called God Particle, and it, it, it same thing that like they ran out of money or something, and Mr. Abrams came in and saved it. But the uh, the caveat was turning it into and tying it into the Cloverfield universe. Which uh, someone found out that if you watch Cloverfield and Cloverfield Paradox and start them at the exact same time, when the um, the God Particle thing happens in Paradox is the exact moment that the explosion happens in Cloverfield. Ooh. They timed it perfectly. That's kind of... that. That's something rare that you find in cinema. The most perfect other sync-up is probably going to be the disaster artist in yes. the room. The uh, <laughs> Ohio Mark speech that, that he gives there, that was 
good timing. He timed it perfectly. I wonder how many times he had to rehearse that to get that down. Uh, I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. And it's not even like... A good. Oh it's not even a good scene. It's not even a good speech or a scene. It's not like John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, where like. Oh hi, Mark. You know the John Candy speech. Everybody knows it. It's amazing, and that's like the one line, if any, that you're gonna take away from that movie. This is the one line from the room. Yeah. I just. Um, I found out. That the, uh, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, when John Candy's giving that speech and this song is playing underneath it, it's by a band called the Dream Academy. And then I found out that the Dream Academy is the same band that did the song that plays when, uh, Lou Anzi's Buckley's Angel on King of the Hill. Oh my god. Uh, and then I found out that there's a female in the Dream Academy who, uh, look her up. Her name's Kate St. John. And uh, fine wine, because you know they were big in the, the early '80s, and uh, you know they're all old now. And, and she's gonna... aging like Stamos. Uh, she, yeah, she's aging like Helen Mirren. She's aging like uh, who's the other one you like there, Mike? Jane Seymour. Yeah, Jane Seymour. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's uh, a- aging aging quite nicely. Uh, speaking of old women, you know what I was watching yesterday that I woke up to was um, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Have you heard of that show? Good Morning, Miss Bliss? No. Good Morning, Miss Bliss is season one of Saved by the Bell. Okay. Yeah. So this morning, Saved by the Bell was playing back to back to back to back for like five hours yeah. on two separate channels. They're doing big marathons because the uh, the revival just started on Peacock. Oh, um, so they're they're really. I was really it. confused. One channel was <clears throat> Everybody Loves Raymond. Two channels were Saved by the Bell, and one channel was the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I've awoken. I've left the TV on all night and awoken to uh, going from a like a law and order or a CSI marathon into uh, Andy Griffith. Well, I I have fallen asleep with Comedy Central on a lot lately, and I feel like I have now seen the um what the hell is it? The pandemic special episode of South Park um maybe 48 times. Oh my god, yeah. I fall asleep to it, I wake up to it. It's on when I come back in the room and it wasn't on before. Yeah, that played... I mean, it was funny the first time I saw it, and then it's played... And then I saw it 11 more times that same day, and it just keeps playing and playing and playing. Yeah, it uh, was funny the first time I saw it, and then I've seen it probably a dozen times since then. It's just like... It's because it's the only episode they produced this season. They did have a Best of Butters marathon recently. You bet your ass I, I stayed up late to watch that. Um... It ended at Bannigan. <laughs> That's the best episode. Butters' very own episode is <clears throat> one, of, one of the pinnacles of the entire series, I'd argue. Um, Disney had their investors call this past week, which I guess um, everyone's an investor, so everyone's invited to it. And uh, this is where they, I guess, finally proved the value of Disney Plus by announcing 
20 things that are going to be on Disney Plus. Everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Uh, I don't even know where to start. And that's not even just Disney Plus. There's also the, the theatrical releases that are going to be coming out, too, among other things. But um, there's a, a shit ton of Star Wars spinoffs that were Yay. announced. Now, I am a casual... Yeah. I'm a casual Star Wars fan, so like the prospect of all these announcements is really cool, but I don't like I'm not invested enough to really get the references to a lot of them, like the Rangers of the New Republic. Like, I'm sure that's going to be badass and I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to go into it just completely oblivious to the whole premise. Well, there's there's like I'm not even like a huge, huge compared to some people fan. Um, And they've got the Clone Wars, the animated series. So there's a couple animated series coming into it where they're trying to actually hook the casual fan into saying, hey, this is something really fucking cool, and you should probably look at some of the animated stuff we were doing earlier, but just in case you're not going to, here you go. Uh, like the Bad Batch? Yeah, like I don't even know what that is. Uh, well, the if you know the, the prequels, uh, the, the Clone Troopers, or, or the original, you know, Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. They took them all clones. Well, there was a Bad Batch of clones, and so they are the Bad Batch. Man, this, they, they're not. <laughs> this is literally just how like Rogue One is literally based off a single sentence in the opening crawl of episode four. Yep. <laughs> okay. And they made a <laughs> fucking awesome movie out of it. They did. The best. That is my favorite one. But there's so much to it that I just don't care. Like, I'm sure they'll be great. The Mandalorian is cool. But... Yeah, like I don't need like I never got into the Clone Wars. I just don't need I, it. I never got into it either. I don't have I was like, ah, if it's not live action, I don't want to do it. People love it. Yeah, people love it. And I'm sure it's great. But I don't have time to sit and watch through seven different series just to keep up with what's canon or not in a movie from the 70s. Right. Well, that like on Mandalorian, we've seen uh, Bo-Katan and uh, Osaka. And both of those characters, I believe, came from Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like yep. they were they were animated. Yeah. And um, like yeah. it's again, I'm sure it's great, but I I don't have time for it. Yeah. Now, like, I work, then I clean, cook. I have to bathe myself at some point. Still. Wait, you work from home? Why? Yeah. <laughs> are you uh, Are you watching Mandalorian? No, I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um. Because I don't want to have to pay for another. Streaming, streaming service. service and right now my my favorite show just came back for the final season and what do you know i don't have their streaming service currently so i'm gonna wait till they end then i'll pay for one month and then i'm gonna binge all of um star trek discovery for i think i only saw what the first two seasons Maybe. I don't think we finished season two. So then I'm going to f- watch season two <laughs> and three. And then I'm going to have to watch Shameless. And then there's another show, I think, with Brian Cranston that just came out or something the, like that. That people are. So are, I'm going to watch that. People are equating that to Breaking Bad, by the way, just his performance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to have like one month because I'm only going to pay the seven dollars one time to watch all of these shows. I paid for HBO Max for the um, the West Wing uh special and uh forgot to cancel it so i was like fuck it i, I might as well start watching the uh, wire see i i almost got the hbo max one because i wanted to see is it jack black the 
that had something that came out on it? No, it was Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen had a show that came out that looked good, and Kaylee Cuoco has one. Oh, the flight attendant. That looked yeah. interesting, and I think there was one more, but then I decided, Meh, I'm gonna have to pay for Showtime. Yeah, I'll get through the Showtime stuff first, and then we'll go from there. It's a good thing I completely forgot about Shameless because would have asked for <laughs> the, the the login for showtime so i could watch it yeah look i'll care if fiona comes back that's it start it started last week so i'm gonna maybe at like end of january i'll um i'll start it then and i'll catch up and i'll watch it because it's only like 10 episodes long a right. season and uh i'll binge star trek and cancel it before it renews suck it Star Wars Visions was announced. That sounds like it's going to be their version of the Animatrix. Ah. I feel like they're reaching. Like, they're trying to pull in people from different directions. They want the kids with the animated ones. And I don't like that style of animation that they're doing it in. They want all of the old school Star Wars people with the live action things like Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Then they want the edgy teens with their anime one now apparently have you seen the trailer for the what if series by marvel that's the other thing i, I wasn't gonna bring it up but i don't care about all of the marvel shows that are coming out too i got I my it. i got my main arc with my movies like i don't again i don't have time to watch all of these characters who didn't have even any role whatsoever like what was the point of even having uh, like Wanda in there like oh, WandaVision looks cool but like yeah. I don't give a shit about Wanda because she had no development whatsoever in the movies did, did you see that with WandaVision uh, in all of the different eras that it takes place in the filming style changes so that I mean that's cool it sounds like a cool show but I also don't understand why I need uh, anything to do with Winter Soldier and Falcon, Falcon, who I who I don't even like. Winter Soldier's badass, but like, I didn't even know that they spoke to each other. <laughs> you didn't. You, uh, they do, and uh, not really, not very much. After Winter Soldier, yeah. What do they say? Like, hi. Oh, let me Venmo you for that cheeseburger you picked up on the way back to Steve's place. Thanks. They're like best buds, Pal. starting in Infinity War. They're pals. People always I mean, talk about my best yeah, friends. Because they, because they both have the hots for Captain America. So yeah, it's America's canon. ass right there. Uh, who in the What If series is uh, the mantle is taken over by uh, uh, Peggy. And she is Captain America. Which is America. cool. And I'm still salty that they got rid of Agent Carter because I liked that better than S.H.I.E.L.D., but we Which got, I only watched the first season of because I just lost interest. Again, because it got to be like too, I don't know, not complicated, but just convoluted from what I liked about the Marvel films is that they were like easy and simple and there wasn't any complicated storyline. You could step out of the room for a minute and come back and still know what's going on. Whereas with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you left to go get yourself a snack and a pee break like you're completely lost um i love in endgame that we saw a human jarvis from agent carter i thought that was a really nice uh yes. throwback and connection 
because Agent Carter, I think, cool. was Agent Carter, I think, was uh, forgotten about. You know, it was only on for a couple seasons, and uh, a lot of people seem to forget that it uh, even was a thing. Uh, I think it was too early. I thought they could have done a lot with it because specifically of the era that it happened in before technology. Like, it would have been more interesting to see what was going on before all of these superheroes. Whereas now, any big problem that they have isn't really a problem because S.H.I.E.L.D. still has the most tech. And if worse comes to worse, they're just going to call in the big guys and they'll come and swoop down. So it's like, why are we even bothering with this, with these small fries? You didn't like the Avengers game, right? No, I'm still playing it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, it's not bad. It, it's um, Ultimate Alliance might have been a little bit better. Um, I feel like the battle system is a little bit sluggish depending on who you're playing as. But I, the more I play, the more I get used to it. I just I don't like playing as Iron Man because I hate the flight and his shooting mechanics. But I hold the Avengers game to the same uh, level as I do Aliens Colonial Marines in that I spent full price on that game the day it came out and wish I didn't. <laughs> it's I mean, I think it's fun. It's it's good just to like kill time, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I am most excited for the Andor series, the Cassian Andor series, uh, because yes. Rogue One again. Rogue One was just fantastic. It's uh, obviously a lead into Rogue One because see, there is no Cassian Andor after. Uh, I don't want them to ruin Rogue One on me. I don't care about a droid story at all. No, yeah, that because you know you know who I hate. R two D two. You know really? who I hate even more. C three PO. I hate them both. What about uh, BB eight? BB 8s fine. Okay, as long as you. Like but R two D two, I just, oh my god! Like, shut up! Just <laughs> shut, shut up! Look, you, you hate him until you play Star Wars Squadrons when. They no, are, I still, I still hate him when they're in your ship and they save you when you're about to blow up. Then, then you have no reason to hate the droids. No, you. I, I would have figured it out. Uh, the acolyte, uh, which is coming. Uh, coming from uh, one of the people behind Russian Doll, which is a which is absolutely great. fantastic show that I think is supposed to have another season coming at some point. But then again, I don't like this come from the AV club. I don't, un again, this is why I'm a casual fan. I don't understand this part. Uh, uh, the Acolyte set in the new, quote, High Republic area, era, the timeline long before the prequels. See, if anything, that sounds the most interesting to me because it's not like, look at Solo. People love Han Solo. And then we got a whole prequel movie about Han Solo. And it had absolutely nothing new in regards to backstory that was relevant in any way whatsoever to the rest of the movies. True. Wasn't really interesting. Sure, it was fun to watch, you know, bang, bang, spaceship wahoo mm -hmm. sexy people but <laughs> like there was Clark. there was nothing useful about it yeah. and i feel like with some of these other ones that are coming out again they're just trying to keep going for the cash grab because now they spent how much money opening star wars land in florida and then they closed yep. star wars land in florida because people were dropping dead and they want to make sure people are still interested because they just spent how much? Just like when they thought it would be a good idea to open an Aerosmith roller coaster. Like, who gives a shit about Aerosmith? 
So they want to keep it relevant as long as our parents who get motion sick if they think about the roller coaster. Get motion sick if you look at Steven Tyler. Yes. So. What do you think about the Obi-Wan series? That is not being filmed around here, by the way. Yeah, clearly not. Uh, so, the, 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 uh, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant now that they're they're using Hayden Christensen in there, uh, but uh, the fact you got Ewan McGregor, uh, uh, that that kind of is like, all right, I'm 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 on board with that one. I trust him. Yes, but yes. there's only so much you can do if the writing is, what's the word? I don't know, bland yeah. or stale. Like, again, with Solo, Solo could have had a lot of potential because Han Solo is such a great character. But then at the end of the day, maybe part of why he's so great is because he does have kind of that air of mystery bad boy. You know, I'm just rough and tumble space cowboy, whatever. And Obi-Wan, like, do we really need more on Obi-Wan? Like... Yeah. Do we really want Hayden Christensen to come back to acting? No. Uh, I think I read that this takes place after Revenge of the Sith, too. So I don't... I mean, Hayden Christensen was mostly blown up at that point, if I remember Yeah, he, he is Darth Vader. At, yeah. as like, at that point, is he just being the body? Right. Right? Are they going to get James Earl Jones to keep doing the voice and then just let him, Hayden Christensen, wear the mask? Because, I mean, maybe that'll be fine. Well, uh, maybe they'll do like a Pedro Pascal who has shown up on uh, Mandalorian how many times? Like twice. <laughs> as a season. Yeah, with his face. As a face. <laughs> you can actually see him. Yeah, but um, at least it's not the kid from Phantom Menace. Well, that, that should be. He's, he's got some problems. He's, yes, because he was bullied out of life specifically <laughs> for his role in Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Uh, Rogue uh, Rogue Squadron, which was a fantastic game on the GameCube. I used to play that all the time at uh GameCube was awesome. At like friends' houses. They had like the GameCube kiosks set up at, at uh what is now GameStop and Rogue Squadron was always the game that they had up and that uh that game's that game is fun. But the big news behind that is uh Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman is directing it and she is the first female director in uh the star wars uh franchise primary really primary yeah because you've got um what's her name kathleen Uh, kennedy no 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 um in the mandalorian um uh bryce dallas howard oh right uh, right yeah yep but she's not a price she's not the primary director because john favreau she does does she does like i think she does two episodes a season yeah I guess film then, like first yeah. hours film that is uh, being yeah. directed by a female, uh, and hopefully, um, you know the the this is what happened with Solo is that the producers like Kathleen Kennedy, Lawrence Kasdan, they protect their baby, and this is what happened with Lord and Miller, basically getting ousted from Solos because uh, the director. I feel like the director, if you're directing a Star Wars film. You're not really directing it. You're taking the direction from the producers and just doing what the producers want to do. Um, and that's why I think Solo fell flat. Because Lauren think, Miller didn't... They, they wanted to do their own thing and were told, no, you can't. You have to do it the way we want to. I think part of the problem is that there's so much lore to it 
because they also have books that are out there that whether they're actually canon or not, people consider them to be canon. Right. And the hardcore Star Wars fans are the ones that read that. And they're the ones that are going to pick it apart and tear it to shreds if there's any incontinuity. So I think people are afraid not to rewrite lore, but they're afraid to try to add to it in such a major form of media. Yep. Like they could do it in a book form and just say like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. It's not canon. But if it's a movie, people are going to consider it canon no matter what. Like look at the Star Trek movies and you've got like the Kelvin verse and people still argue like, well, I know it's a different universe, but they can't do this because fundamentally blah, 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 blah. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I actually tried reading. Let a good movie just be a good movie. There's a, a novelization that, that was supposed to bridge uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens together. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to read it and I just I couldn't do it. I, I mean, so the new trilogy is basically a retelling of the original trilogy with some new characters and a few tweaks to modernize right. some things. But I liked them. What was your favorite one out of the the new trilogy? Oh, I don't really know. Mike, did you have a favorite? Um, I, I on it probably, for, probably Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, I'd say yeah, probably Force Awakens. If nothing else, because the concept of Kylo Ren was kind of interesting, but they didn't have to deal like the last one was a mess, and I part of that's on Carrie Fisher for dying. Way to go! But yeah. I mean, you know, because they had to reconfigure a lot of that because I feel like Leia was supposed to be a much more prominent character throughout the series. She was, and she died during the second one, right? But they had enough footage after the after the second one. After the died. second one, yeah. So they used a couple. So, of, they had extra footage from the second one that they used for the third one. Yeah. So, like a lot of that didn't make any sense for the things that they were having her do. Um, and then the fact that Ben Solo's only line in the last film was ow. <laughs> That's right. Like, because if you remember, they fight on that ship, whatever. He renounces the Kylo Ren name and he goes to help her. He doesn't speak after that fight, except he like jumps and grabs on like a giant chain or something to climb back up. And he just goes, ow. And that's <laughs> literally it. His voice. He doesn't have like a dying like word. He doesn't say anything in the fight. He like kind of grunts and like yells a little bit, and then he he just fucking dies. Wouldn't it be great when he renounces uh, the dark side and his voice just changes so much? Like when he gets it, ow, ouchie. I mean, I'm finally free. (laughs) It's a great day to be Ben Solo. Yeah. Uh, Duel of the Fates was the uh, what Colin Trevor I was doing for episode nine, and that just sounded. The script is online. The script came out shortly after uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, and uh, the popular opinion is that Duel of the Fates was the much better episode nine. But uh, this is what I said earlier: when you're directing a Star Wars film, you're you are taking the direction from the producers, and you're really you're you're more just sort of like a like a facilitator, like a bat, uh, you're a puppet almost. And that's what happened with Lord Miller. It's what happened with Colin Trevorrow. Um, Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One, thankfully he did not try to fight this because 
if I, if I remember what I read correctly, he was such a fanboy of the series that when uh, Tony Gilroy stepped in to redo the ending, uh, rightly so, of Rogue One to make it from a happy ending to a not only dark ending, but the best ending out of any Star Wars movie, uh, Gareth Edwards was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Do whatever you got to do. And <laughs> uh, Tony Gilroy, by the other hand, was just like, I don't, I don't care if this movie's good or not. I don't care. And then that ending just was absolutely perfect. Uh, and I'm glad I'm glad it had such a dark and depressing end to it. Not to mention Vader. Vader trying to get yeah. on the on the ship. Oh, that was a that was a sexy scene. There's on Reddit. Uh, it's a post I saved and it was titled the most disturbing behind the scenes picture ever. And it's of that scene uh, with the door closed. And you can see the like uh, you can see Gilroy standing there with the, the clapper and the doors closed and you see. The guy that's the door just closed because he, he handed over the plans of the Death Star and Vader's just standing behind him. Yeah. It's just all you need to see because you know what's going to happen. Uh, to wrap this up, it's not Star Wars news. It's not Marvel news, uh, but there is an alien TV series coming to FX. I feel like uh, I do heard we know about this. where it's uh, how how it fits in. Uh, there is. Is it going to be more Prometheus or is it going to be more like alien? The quote from the AV Club. The quote from the AV Club says, details about the series are extremely sparse at present, but it'll apparently take place largely on Earth, in parentheses, which suggests either the possibility of a massive containment breach or that the film is in the continuity of Alien Resurrection, which in either case, uh-oh. Uh, the show promises to blend, quote, both time, both the timeless horror of the first Alien film with the nonstop action of the second. Um, Noah Hawley's doing it, where if you go by Fargo, then your, Fargo's expe been great. your expectations are going to be through the roof. If you go by Lucy in the Sky, then you're going to be um, cautiously optimistic. So it, it could go either way. All right. Fargo is fantastic. The most recent season of Fargo was great. I'm uh, so FX has had a pretty good run with their original programming um, like AMC has had a lot of really good ones. HBO's had some great ones. I think FX has had some really good oh, yeah. shows like um, Better Things is great. They have It's Always Sunny. They <laughs> Which have... is going to be around forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. The longest running it. live action show. Yeah. In history. Uh, in like sitcom or whatever. Yeah. Uh, by the time that ends, uh, I mean, if they by the time we conclude season 18 of that show, uh, uh, Danny DeVito, he's got he's going to be in his 80s at that point. Or he's going to be pushing 80 because he's he's already he's there. He's an older gentleman. It's going to get to a point where he's like Danny DeVito's going to develop like severe dementia and you're not going to be able to tell if he's acting or not as Frank Reynolds. Kind of like Jeff Goldblum. You can't tell. <laughs> is that Jeff Goldblum or is he acting? Does he know? What planet he's on? <laughs> no, the answer's no. No. Uh, I will say, as a a fan, a big fan of the Alien movies, uh, especially with Alien Three being such a shit show. Uh, the original premise for Alien Three is it was going to take place on Earth, so I'll be interested to see if they they might be recycling that concept there. Yeah, it would be cool if they got um, like Fastbender. In some shape or form, oh, considering yeah, considering he was the what are they calling him an android? Android, yeah. 
who's David. Mm. I can't remember what he was in. Um, uh, it's naked. Mm. Alien uh, Covenant because uh, they, 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 they. It was a different. There was the two of them, though, right? There were two of them. Yeah. Um, and David was the evil one and the other one was the, you know, the good one. Uh, but they they screwed up the naming order because uh, all the androids, their names, if you go by the movies in the order in which they came out, the androids all have they're they're all in alphabetical order. You had Ash, Bishop, Call, David, and then they went to like W or whatever. Um but uh the one of the scripts of Alien 3 was turned into a comic book series. It was the William Gibson script uh, and it became a comic series a couple of years ago. So uh that was uh, it was interesting to see what that version of the movie could have been. Um because in uh, every version, except for the one that actually came out, in every version, Hicks is alive, Newt's alive, Bishop's alive. And then the version that came out, just, yeah, you know what? Let's just completely forget that aliens happened and let's just make all that for naught and kill everybody. Um, we'll wrap it at that. Uh, Kate, thank you for being here. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. And scene. <laughs> I am appreciating your presence yes, here. Yes, I am here. Yes, thank you for thank you for being here the first time on Hardly Focused. First time on this podcast in general since I don't know when. Definitely from the before times before COVID happened. Yes. Uh Mike, thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. And uh Kate, you're you're welcome uh you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Don't be a stranger. I mean, I, ha I have a key to the house still. You do. So. <laughs> <laughs> you do. All right. Um, we will wrap it at that. Um, we used to say, say goodbye, Kate. Um, but you were never here. So we were just met with silence all the time. So uh, if you want to say goodbye, go ahead. Oh, well, I really have to pee. So I don't know if I'm able to say anything else. <laughs> okay. Well, here's uh, an important public service announcement. Uh, we'll talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Okay, see, one time in the cafeteria, Randy Beeman was eating a bologna sandwich. Then Jason made this gross noise. And Randy Beeman laughed so hard, bologna came out his nose. Really? Okay, bye.